Okay, um, <clears throat> now I want to give my um, opinion. Opinion on um, Masters of the Universe Revelations. Um, I looked at it as soon as it came on yesterday, um, three o'clock in the morning. Um, I was ignorant. I'm, I'm on Eastern Standard Time, so I got up at, um, you know, I, I got up, but it was like 10 o'clock, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be on at 10 on Thursday, and nah, I waited, then I was like, oh, went to sleep, got up around 2.30 because I was so excited, and it still wasn't on, and I was like, what the heck is going on? in 2 30 in the morning so um I, I was like oh you know what three o'clock is um midnight on um you know the equivalent so I got up I mean I got up but I waited and there it was so I started watching it and you know I was feeling it you know when I first started watching it and then I started noticing things and uh, I'll get to that I'll get to that when I started noticing that kind of had me come to terms that this isn't my He-Man this is another He-Man and we either accept it or don't and there's nothing wrong with that if you don't like it don't like it I mean we still got Filmation we got Mike Young we don't need to like this He-Man. If you do like the He-Man, great. Because that'll be more figures. That'll be... Um, um, and when I say figures, it could be figures for Re- um, Revelation. It could be figures for um, the Retro. Because, you know, they always... Like with Transformers, they do that, you know. Um, if you don't like the Michael Bay stuff, and Michael Bay stuff is still kicking, then they'll still do retro stuff for the old school fans the G1 so as long as the franchise is alive it's always a good thing I mean okay yes for the Shira they got really extreme but I'm gonna leave that alone um but um now let's go back to Revelations okay so watching it you know, He-Man was cool. I liked the He-Man character. He did seem kind of sh- Captain Marvel Shazam to me. Like, he seemed like the boy in a man's body or the big, strong superhero with the mind of a child. I mean, I'm looking at Adam, in this in the series, he looked like an adult. I mean, in Adam form. So I don't know why He-Man seems so childlike and even Tila made a comment and said that when talking to her her, uh, her friend that he man had the personality of um, um I mean don't quote me but she said basically he had the personality of a young person who's been sheltered and so there you go I mean that's Adam you know, being a prince and everything, of course he's sheltered, so, I mean, that's almost saying He-Man is, like, naive, or, oh, wait, let me take it back, not the personality, but the, uh, 
humor or whatever. But anyway, you know, He-Man is He-Man. Like, as, you know, a kid from the 80s, you know, He-Man is, you know, especially look at the mini comics, He-Man um, was like, you know, to be idolized, you know, he's big, strong, tough, punches way through things, he's not supposed to be this, this kind of goofy, you know, man-child <laughs> type of a character, anyway, I'm gonna leave that alone, I mean, I'm gonna just keep it moving, because I could talk about that all day, um, one of, I know this is petty, and a lot of people are like, mm, I really didn't care, about this part, but I did. <clears throat> when Battle Cat got hit by the blast, and I'm sorry, this is spoiler alert. Okay, I'm definitely, I am definitely spoiling um, doing this uh, review, which, of course, you know, you should realize that this is a spoiler. But um, when Battle Cat got hit by the blast, He Man, they should have showed He Man's face, like, oh, oh no, like. That's my boy, or oh, oh no, Battle Cat. I mean, it seemed like he really didn't even they they didn't even show He Man look over to check on him. I mean, for what I recall, um, in filmation and from what I recall in um, even the Mike Young series, like if you hit Battle Cat, He Man is it's almost like gloves off, like he goes off. You know, um, so when Battle Cat got shot and was knocked down, I was shocked that He Man didn't like run over real quick and be like, "Are you okay, Cat?" I mean, he he's done that, like I said, in filmation and Mike Young. So I was I was thrown off by that, especially in this day and time with you know, you know, so many people being such animal lovers and and everything that I'm surprised, you know, especially with the. Uh, a, you know, agenda-driven series like this, I'm surprised that they didn't show that. I'm surprised they didn't show him run over the Battle Cat because Battle Cat is, is his partner, like his, his main partner, you know, since the beginning. So I was really thrown off. I mean, and let me warn you again. I warn you. I love Battle Cat, okay? I love Battle Cat. Ever since the vintage, seeing that... Um, uh, um, you know, coming soon when they had the uh, other characters coming and they showed Battle Cat. I was like, ah, I love Battle Cat. Anyway, um, so I, I was thrown off. I was really thrown off that um, he didn't walk over and check on Battle Cat. Anyway, so let's go to Tila. Um, the design, I'm not trying to sound pervy in anything, but this is a sword and sorcery um type of franchise and in sword and sorcery you will have the beautiful woman and one of the things about Tila is is she's a warrior goddess okay so she has strength okay and beauty to her and I feel like in the series they taking away her strength. Yes, they gave her big old jack arms and etc. But one of the one of the strengths of a woman is her looks. And when I say her looks, it's her beauty. And by far, I would say that 
a special action even to this day the original Tila action figure holds up as in a beautiful figure uh, even up next to Barbie herself like the Tila figure is a beautiful figure okay and I mean it's crazy I mean they even gave her like a little shape and when you look at um revelations uh, they really um I don't mean to be sexist but they kind of made her more masculine I mean her her hips are more narrower no shape um big arms I mean I don't want to say that she looks like a man I mean because that's that that'll be wrong but they really took away a lot of her for figure. I mean, even female bodybuilders. There are female bodybuilders, not the super super jack female bodybuilders, but like let's say the uh, the female bodybuilders now that they're showing, not the ones from the eighties, but the ones now that are in the competitions. They even with them, they're pushing the female form to be more shapelier like you know like a fitness model type of a look where you're not super super bulky okay like masculine wise but you're you know shapely like you know the hips you still have hips you still have breasts etc um it's like in this one they really wanted to like tone down her having the womanly female form which is kind of wild to me, you know, um, because that's what Teal is all about, is you have this woman, you know, beautiful woman with a sword, and it's uh, it's not being ashamed of the female form, it's celebrating the female form, so I was kind of thrown off by that, you know. Um, okay, staying on the whole Teal thing, I did feel a Xena vibe, especially with her and her friend, um, I think is like the uh, race swapping of Lieutenant Andro. And um, I don't know how I feel about her. I thought that she was a cute character, but I did feel that stereotypical, like, you know, black, you know, using, um, you know, the, the cliche character where she's like saying these little sassy lines and these little jokes and it just it felt so old school 80s like her character you know and of course she's a sidekick she's not an equal to Tila in any type of way she's definitely her sidekick I mean they I mean it's even solidified when she falls and Tila kind of grabs her and swings with her like on some uh, Tarzan Jane type stuff you know so it's definitely it's definitely a Xena Gabriella type of a relationship between the two of them, right? Um, I was real s- stoked on seeing the sorceress, but they kind of downplayed her. The sorceress, of course, you know, it really wasn't like um, a case of her being like really used. I mean, they used her a little bit, especially when they showed her get fooled by, um, she got fooled by, um, by Evelyn and Skeletor. I mean, how in the world can she mistaken, um, Faker for He-Man? I mean, she's a sorceress. She should have picked up the vibe and been like, hey, you know, that's, um, 
that's not <laughs> that that's not he man she should have noticed that a mile away i mean what is evelyn's power more greater than hers where she can cloak it i don't know what's going on that was weird but um yeah but um anyway um i i yes i have been looking at some of the uh critics and they've been really really harsh on masters of the universe and um they've been and they have been really really harsh on tila but one of the things that i've noticed that they didn't address was how they really really hyped up man at arms don't get me wrong i like man at arms but the way they keep saying that this is the tila show I kind of felt like also this was the uh, Man at Arms show because off the break you see Man at Arms fighting. I mean, Man at Arms is like Fist of the North Star at one point in the series where he has like the uh, when he goes into town and they're beating up an old man for uh, dropping a cup of magic water and he comes in with like the the uh, kind of the cloakish coat over throw over hood. And you don't see his face, and he has a beard, and he's like two-fisting, giving people uh, a two-piece combo left and right. I'm looking like, what in the world? And then even Evil Lynn herself was like, oh, um, He-Man was never the one that we worried about. I always told the people at Snake Mountain that the one to watch out for was Man at Arms. He's the most dangerous man. I'm like, what? And they even show a flashback episode where He-Man is captured. He-Man and Teeler are captured by Merman. And the Merman and Skeletor was there. And Man-at-Arms goes in and saves them. And even Teeler's sidekick is like, wow, that guy's cool. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, they even made Man-at-Arms a better character than He-Man. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I feel all I always felt like Masters of the Universe is not all about He-Man anyway. I felt always felt like with Masters of the Universe, the beauty is is there is a diversity of characters that you can look at. I mean, even before Clamp Champ, you can look at a a character that's sort of alien-like or whatever, and 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 um and kind of find yourself, you know, into a particular character. So it's not always about, um, you know, oh, is there a Latino character? Is there a black character? Is there an Asian character? I mean, there is a bunch of characters, a bunch of characters in this. So I felt like um, you didn't necessarily need to... um, get hung up on the race thing but anyway um what I was gonna say oh so let's go back to this this series because my ADHD kicked in and I'm all over the place um King Randor now in the part now I did like how it shows you that Queen Marlene knows Adam's secret and you know that was also in the original filmation um series and uh, when Man Arms goes back and tells King Randor that He Man died, and she starts crying, 
it, it, it's sad. It's sad. And then when she tells King Randor that Adam, you know, it's Adam is dead, and Man Arms tells um, King Randor that I'm sorry, but you know, to let you know that we all knew this, but um, not all, but you know, the little small crew, but let you know that Adam was He-Man, I mean, King Randor trips out, and King Randor is like, man, get the heck out of here, um, he come back around here again, if I see you, I'm gonna execute you, and you know what, I understand, he was upset, he was mad, right, um, he was mad, he was mad, because it's like, yo, you know, I ain't know that He-Man was my son, you know, I used to, you know, tell Adam how much of a joke he was, and, and, and how embarrassed I am, and he was the greatest champion of all, you know, so he was mad, you know, but, um, would I expect King Randall to do what he just did? Nah, I would think that King Randall would have probably fell down and cried and been upset. If anything, he should have been mad at his wife. Is she the one who knew? Why you be mad at man arms for? He just doing his job. He, he even said, I was sworn not to tell. That man was just doing his job. Why are you mad at him for? Be mad at your woman. She the one who decided not to tell you. I would, I would figure that as a spouse, as a wife, what kind of woman is she? Not to tell her own husband, you know, um, that your son is He-Man. So, especially when she sees you uh, um, 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 being disrespectful to him, you know, being disappointing your son, she could have told you from the jump street that your son is He-Man, and y'all would have had a wonderful relationship, and you would have been proud of your son, yada, yada, yada. So... If anybody should have been kicked out and banned from Eternia, it should have been Queen Marlena. He should have been like, girl, kick rocks. Anyway, so um, that, that was a little issue I had, too, was in that scene. Like, him coming down on Man of Arms so hard. I mean, if you lost He-Man, of all people, you need to keep Man of Arms around. Because he's a bad dude, especially in this series, right? So, let's go to Moss Man. I couldn't believe they killed Moss Man. What the hell was that about? Moss Man, powerful as heck. He likes Swamp Thing. And you mean to tell me that Skeletor can just burn this dude up and kill him? Moss Man should have went ahead, uh, went back into the ground, made himself into a seed and came back. I mean, come on now, that's Moss Man. If you give him Moss Man powers of like Swamp Thing, you can't kill Swamp Thing like that. Swamp Thing will go ahead and regenerate, put himself somewhere else and regrow. Even Groot can do that, you know what I'm saying? So even if Groot could even bring himself back and stuff, why can't Moss Man bring him? And obviously Moss Man is dead because he's in afterlife in heaven and current on on on, on Mass Universe, so he's dead. So I was shocked that Moss Man was really really dead dead when they showed that scene. I because I saw him disintegrating, burn up. I was like, eh, he coming back? He's Moss Man. He's a plant. I mean, come on. I mean, forest fires. You know, you know, happen and then all of a sudden there's regrowth. So that's how I saw Moss Man. So the fact that Moss Man was dead and he um he was voiced by the great um Alan Oppenheimer, I was like, okay, alright, you're killing me right now. Maybe they killed him off because they figured Alan Oppenheimer is a pretty old guy and we don't know how many more years we're gonna be blessed with him. So maybe they figure just take the character out. And, and, and that will be like paying homage to the great Alan Oppenheimer. And it's kind of wild that Alan Oppenheimer's character, Mossman, 
was killed by his uh, by Skeletor, who he voiced in Filmation. That's 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 kind of wild. Um, also, also uh, let's go to a merman. You know, merman character was uh, interesting. Of course, uh, voiced by Batman himself, Kevin Kevin Conroy. Um, I like merman. I like how you know they showed him kind of like a pirate. And I thought that was kind of awesome. Um, and uh, you know, um, you know, it's, it, I'm quite sure he's gonna have more of a story later on, Merman. So I'll just uh, move on from him. Beastman, Beastman, Beastman was interesting. I liked how savage he was and vicious, but I was thrown off that he didn't show any of his animal control or how he can control beasts. You know, being Beastman. I mean, there were parts where there were monsters and he didn't like control them. So I was kind of thrown off by that okay but I did like seeing how it was him and Evil Lynn and they were still cool with each other and all that good stuff um Cyclops and as a uh as a cult leader I thought that was kind of awesome um uh, and then uh Trapjaw being his uh one of his apostles I thought that that was kind of cool I like that seeing the two of them together um i thought that was wild yeah like i said you know him them <laughs> drinking the holy and jim uh, having people drink the kool-aid you know jim jones style and turning into like cybernetic people <laughs> was that was some freaky stuff and i'm happy that they didn't kill him off and that they didn't kill off um um uh, uh trap jaw i was worried when they showed that one scene with a blade slung back off the glove and hit him in the face i was like, oh god they killed trap jaw but he he's still alive um and of course you know it was done by teela's girl or you know some people are saying possibly girlfriend which like i said i I have mixed feelings about this girl you know i i I don't know why she's there she's kind of unnecessary especially with the whole little you know the little sassy girl type of personality i'm like oh god anyway back to teela you know being voiced by uh sarah michelle gellar um as an actress i I mean i thought she was cool i mean buffy cruel intentions but i didn't like her voice as teela she it sounded it sounded annoying her doing the voices teela i i don't know if she did it on purpose but it's she sounded really really like um like 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 sarcastic like or like she just kind of just just kind of like everything is stupid uh you know kind of type of voice you know like she was just just so cocky just so ugh I, I, I didn't like her voice I didn't like her voice it just sounded kind of Roseanne Barsh like you know kind of whiny just I didn't like it I mean in no respect no no uh, disrespect to Roseanne Barr, but you know what I mean like her character in Roseanne that kind of like you know like naggy type I, oh, I didn't like her voice okay <clears throat> let me keep moving on um Hero I love the look of Hero. I like how they how he was animated and everything. I didn't like how they played him as a secondary character to King Grayskull. If anything, he should be greater than King Grayskull because I mean, I mean, according to Mythos, he's actually Gray. Like his last name is Gray. Like like Grayskull's like Grayskull really named after him. And I didn't like how the girl said. I mean, the, like no. Um, 
Tila's friend said, oh, and Hero, oh, he fought alongside King Grayskull like he was a sidekick to King Grayskull. I didn't like that. Like I said, I did like the way he looked. thought he looked awesome. I just didn't like the way they kind of downplayed him, you know? I, I, I didn't like that at all. But like I said, I did love seeing Hero finally in animated form, along with Clamchamp. Let me go back to Clamchamp. I did like seeing Clamchamp. I thought that that was awesome, seeing Clamchamp. I was confused that um, if you're going to have a hero story without He-Man in it, that Clamchamp and Fisto then step up and be in this. I was thrown off by that. I would have felt that Clamchamp and Fisto would have been knocking heads off. But, you know, maybe they're at e- in Eternia. And that's the reason why Tila can do her thing and the Palace Eternia, the Palace of Eternia still be safe because you got Clanchet and Fisto, who are like two of the baddest dudes in Masters of the Universe, um, you know, right after He-Man. So, you know, and they don't even have no powers of Grayskull. They just natural. He, these cats are, I don't know what they on. Maybe they on the AGH. I don't know, but they are two of the baddest dudes in Masters, in Masters of the Universe. I would say equal. I wouldn't even put Clamchamp over Fisto. I wouldn't put Fisto over Clamchamp. I say that they're equal. And you know, So anyway, let's get off of that. Um, Adam chooses his lesser form. Why? If you're in the afterlife and they give you a choice and say, look, you got Vicor, Wondar, all these Jack He-Man dudes, you know, all these Jack champions, King Grayskull, all of them Jack. Why are you going to choose the form of Adam? I mean, do you just want to suffer for eternity? I don't get it. I mean, if you're going to be there, yeah. I mean, no one cares about you being Adam. Teal ain't there. Your mom ain't there. Nobody's there. Why did you not choose the form of He-Man so you can at least hang with these guys? You know, when they punch you in the shoulder, you ain't going to be uh, sent to the infirmary. You know, it's like, why do you want to be Flea Man? That, that, that didn't make any sense. That, that, that was goofy as heck to sit there and, and they say he chose the form of, 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 uh, of, of Adam, you know, in a world of everybody's a He-Man, you know, a big rascal, a big Jack rascal, but you want to be Adam. Like, I don't know what the heck, man. Maybe he just want to suffer. Okay. King Grayskull. I like King Grayskull. Um, I noticed some people were like, hey, why didn't they come black? Who cares? You know, he was a throwaway character anyway. A lot of people didn't even like King Grayskull. Um, and also he was voiced by the Allstate man. I thought that was kind of cool. I knew the voice off the bat. I was, I thought he was going to sell some insurance. Um, but, um, you know, cool character. I, I didn't mind King Grayskull. Um, I did have one gripe though. Why in the heck was he riding on um, the uh, Triceratops from um, Pre-Eternia? Like, no. No, 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 no. He should have been riding on Battle Lion. Now, if he's a character that was made up in the Mike Young series and he had Battle Lion, and Battle Lion is huge, and I'm assuming the source of Battle Cat's power, why in the heck is Battle Lion not there? And if you made, if you made King Grayskull Black, Afrocentric, Afrocentric, African, why is he not on Battle Lion? This is the perfect time to have a black man, King Grayskull, ride on a big green lion. Like, it made sense. 
Like this was what I was waiting for. When I saw that they made that they made King Grayskull black, I was like, well, there you go. Uh, Battle line even makes more sense. A big black dude riding a big green line. Nope. He riding a daggone triceratops. Don't make any sense. I would have thought for sure he would have been riding on that big green. The visual of a big black dude with dreads riding on a green lion would have been awesome. But they dropped the ball. They dropped the ball. So, like I said, things that people complain about in this series. There are things I'm complaining about that they're not even complaining about. Like I said, they want to make Tila into a strong character and she might eventually be, you know, T-Man or whatever. Whatever. But the fact that they dropped the ball on things that they are pushing, like you have a black King Grayskull, but yet you missed the opportunity to put him on a big green battle lion. Oh my God, I'm smacking my forehead. Oh, speaking of Tila, the fact that her little sassy friend calls it, hey T, oh God, that was like, really? Oh my God, that was so like annoying. You know, why do they have a little black girl calling Tila T? Like that is so 80s stereotypical. Anyway, um, yes, where's Battle Lion? Of course, me loving Battle Cat. I love the Tigers. I'm like, I'm not Tiger King, but I'm just saying, I love tigers and big cats, you know? That's why I love Thundercats so much. I love big cats, right? Why in the world did they miss the opportunity to not have Battle Line? Okay, I'm, let me get off of Battle Line. So, um, and then when they show the uh, heaven scene with all the heroes and champions, I saw that there was like this one black dude with these little twisty twisty things in his head and he was like um you know when they were having their little meal or whatever standing around drinking beer or whatever I saw he was kind of standing there and there was a uh, a white um champion with his arm around him and they were like you know kind of talking and laughing I said to myself are they buddies like bros and they're just like having a good time he got his arm around the one guy did this whatever or is this like a couple? I wasn't sure. And I was like, is, you know, whatever, teach his own. So, and last but not least, they show Skeletor come out of the orb that Evelyn was carrying, and he stabs Adam right in the back, right before he finishes by the power of Grayskull. Now, did you also notice that when Adam said earlier by the power of Grayskull it was no oof to it you know it sounded like no passion it wasn't like by the power of Grayskull it wasn't like it was like you know by the power of Grayskull it was like real low monotone like he I don't know it, it didn't sound good to me anyway let me stop. So I'm going to stop right here. I'm past the uh, 30 minute mark and I don't want to ramble on too much, especially me just talking to myself. So um, do I like Revelations, Masters of the Universe? It's okay. 
I'll watch it again. Actually, I, I am watching it for a second time. And I will probably even get the um, actual um, DVD or Blu-ray disc. I mean, because it's still He-Man to me. It's still Masters, Masters of the Universe. I mean, is it my He-Man? No, uh-uh. My He-Man is Filmation. Even um, Mike Young. Not New Adventures. I, I, I just can't do new, new Adventures. But I like Filmation. And I love the Mike Young series. Well, I, I reverse it. I love, I love the Filmation series. And I like <laughs> the Mike Young series. Maybe even love now after looking at this. But I did like this. Revelations masters of the universe was okay it was good and like i said i watched it again and um figures yeah i bought figures you know just because i'm a um i'm a whore for masters of the universe i'm sorry this is who i am so i love this stuff i'm not i mean i even have a, a pretty mean shira collection not new shira the vintage shira let's get it right <laughs> you know princes of power um so um yeah so I think I'll stop it right here. But um, thank you for listening to a 40-something-year-old man ramble on about a property based on the 80s. <laughs> so um, um, like it, um, you know, this video, or subscribe or whatever, and I'll put out some more stuff. And like I said, I'm pretty much going to keep it 80s cartoons, you know, very, very more, uh, you know, more he-man ish type stuff even thundercats but definitely this 80s stuff i'm not gonna do a lot of like um, i'm not gonna really mess with the new stuff like marvel and dc i mean i'll touch on it when talking about 80s stuff but i'm not gonna really mess with this new stuff no anime anything this old school 80s cartoons because I'm, I'm stuck in the 80s i mean just look at the title so um all right, so that's it for uh, me. This is Wally Walt, you know, um, the 80s urban cartoon geek. So, um, like I said, appreciate you listening to me. And uh, I'm going to keep doing my thing. Take care. Bye.